The Atlanta Braves picked up their 14th win in a row with an 8-2 victory over the Washington Nationals on Wednesday. Spencer Strider continues to get better each time he goes out on the mound as a starter for the Braves. We'll break down his outing and talk about whether or not he will be able to win the NL Rookie of the Year, and he may have some competition on his own team as Michael Harris continues to stay hot at the plate as well. We'll cover all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani. You can cover me or you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball and check out my bio there to see where I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also cover college baseball for College Baseball Nation. And you obviously got the College World Series going on this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. I did a episode last week talking about the best prospects in the college baseball postseason. So a lot of those names still there in Omaha. Obviously, if you want to take a look at those guys to get ready for the MLB draft. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well. And thanks for making Locked On Braves your first listen each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Sports Card Investor. Download the Sports Card Investor app today and easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. Available for free in the Google Play and Apple app stores or go to the sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. Today we're going to be talking about the Braves 8-2 victory over the Nationals on Wednesday, their 14th straight win. We'll be talking a lot about Spencer Strider, the outing that he had and where he stands in the rookie of the year race. And we'll talk about the Braves offense as well, who continues to mash the baseball, hit some home runs, got some late runs, put the game away. Uh, just another good game by the Braves offense, including the new second baseman for the Braves for right now in Orlando, Arcia. And then we'll talk about upcoming series against the Cubs as well. Well, let's start with Wednesday's game. Braves pick up the win 8-2, their 14th win in a row, uh, their longest winning streak in a decade. Ten games over, 500 now, uh, which is just incredible to think about. Just four games back of the New York Mets. I'm still really not one to necessarily pay attention to division standings and all of that. Uh, when we, once we get more towards the end of July and the trade deadline is where we're really kind of key in on that especially because the Braves and Mets have 15 games left against each other so there's still a lot to be decided there but you know my biggest thing and some of you had asked me this you know at what point do you get worried about the Braves and their chances in the division and my thought process all along is really kind of where it was last year when the Braves were in a similar situation but kind of different in the fact that the Braves were struggling to get above 500 and the Mets and nobody else in the NL East were really running away with it. This this season, you had the Mets kind of run away with it, and the Braves have kind of caught up. But my thought process has always been get within five games by the trade deadline. If you're within five games 
at the trade deadline, then I think you feel really good about your chances, especially because the Braves and Mets do play a lot of those head-to-head games in August. So Braves are already there. They're four games back. Um, you know, they're going to lose at some point, but they needed this stretch of games to get themselves back in the race. They've done that, and I think it's going to be a very tight race throughout the rest of the season. Again, especially when you get into the last couple of months of the season where these two teams play head-to-head a bunch of times. The Braves have now won 11 straight games at Nationals Park, outscoring the Nats 72-32. to uh, It's just an incredible run in itself. And it's crazy the Braves won on Wednesday despite making three errors all up from infielders, Riley Swanson and Arcia. Uh, but the Braves still just able to get it done and just tells you that right now they're going so good and the competition not as great that they can make a couple of mistakes or three and still come away with an 8-2 to victory. So a uh, big night for the Braves, another good win, and the streak does continue. But highlighting that win is Spencer Strider. And you know, last start was his best start. Now this start is his best start, and that's a good trend for Spencer Strider that each time he goes out now, he just seems to be getting better and better and more comfortable in that starter's role. Went five and two-thirds inning, gave up one hit, which was a solo home run, walked a couple of batters, um, gave up two earned run. One of those was an inherited runner. It came in from a walk in the sixth inning. 11 strikeouts. But the biggest thing for me, he threw 106 pitches. And we are now seeing a Spencer Strider who is stretched out, able to go deep into games, and able to carry that velocity deep into games. He threw a pitch 100.2 miles per hour in the fifth inning, and then even in the sixth inning, he was 97, 98 miles per hour. So it not only seems like he's able to go deeper in the game, he's able to hold up that velocity more now as he gets deeper in the game. I talked about it in his last start in the fifth, sixth inning. He was you know, 95, 96, 97. Now we're seeing him 97, 98. In the sixth inning, still able to hit 100 in the fifth inning. And the big thing in this start for me is he really only needed two of his pitches. He only threw four changeups. Everything else was four-seam slider. And to be able to have two pitches that are that dominant, that, look, I know it's not the greatest lineup in the world he's facing in the Nationals, especially without Juan Soto, but these are major league hitters, and he's still able to dominate them a third time through the order using primarily two pitches. That's just really impressive stuff. And it tells you how good those two pitches are and just what the upside potential is with Spencer Strider. 24 swings and misses on the night. I'm pretty sure that's the most by brave starter this season. He had 12 swings and misses on his four seam fastball, 10 on that slider. And again, only threw four changeups. He did get one strikeout on that changeup. He had 36 called strikes and swings and misses combined. And again, you listen to the podcast. That's a big number for me that I look at when evaluating starting pitchers. And anything around 30 is really good. And he had 36 on Wednesday night. And then also impressive, there's a lot of impressive things from Spencer Strider. But when he he had a no-hitter going into the fifth inning, gave up that solo home run that I mentioned, he comes right back and strikes out the next batter on three pitches now sometimes when you lose that no hitter you have to go to the stretch and sometimes can throw you out of the rhythm so maybe it was better that he just gave up the home run and was able to just bases loaded go back to work but still i thought it was impressive that you know he loses the no hitter he loses the shutout comes back and strikes out the next batter on three pitches that to me just is a great sign of 
maturity, mentality for Spencer Strider that he's able to just kind of refocus and go back to work after something goes against him. But 11 strikeouts, just an absolutely dominating performance. And now you start to look at the National League Rookie of the Year race, and I got to figure that Spencer Strider is right up there. You look at his overall numbers on the season, a 2.45 ERA, a 1.05 whip, and 68 strikeouts in 44 innings. The only pitcher kind of close to that is Mackenzie Gore for the Padres, who has a 2.50 ERA, so very similar. A 1.19 whip, also very good. He's, he struck out 60 batters in 50 in a third inning. So those are probably your top two candidates right now. Brennan Donovan of the Cardinals having a good year as well, slashing 336, 444, 461 uh, for the Cardinals. And then Michael Harris, I think, you know, he doesn't quite have the games played yet, but what he's done so far, I think he has to be in that NL Rookie of the Year race as well. It's just kind of crazy. I, I was thinking about you go back and look at the names that were put up for potential candidates to win the NL Rookie of the Year. And I don't think the Braves had anybody on that list. And now I think they have two of the favorites in Spencer Strider and Michael Harris. So a credit to those guys, a credit to the Braves farm system who just continues to churn out top prospects. Seems like every year they've got somebody coming up making a big impact. So that'll be interesting to watch down the stretch. Can one of those guys win the NL Rookie of the Year? They keep going like they are. Uh, I think they'll be battling each other in terms of Harris and Spencer Strider all year long. And that'll be a huge boost for this Braves team. Harris was a big boost for the offense as well as Orlando Arcia. We'll talk about the offensive performance from Wednesday night next. Whether you're a casual card collector or looking for exciting alternate, alternate, alternative investment opportunities, the free sports card investor app has something for you. Breakout stars or prospects debuting, check the value, or find great deals on their first cards. Nostalgia and old players, go back in time and see how much your favorite old cards are worth today. If you're interested into sports cards, find great deals on your favorite players. Really love this app. It's completely free. I've downloaded it myself and checked it out. You want to see what a Michael Harris rookie card goes for? You can check it out on Sports Card Investor. Get the latest value. Find your favorite cards with seven-day or 30-day charts. Find the best prices and buy directly through the app with their eBay deals feature. Download the Sports Card Investor app today. Available for free in the Google Play and Apple App, Apple app stores. Or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on so you can support the show and download the app at the same time. The Atlanta Braves offense continued to roll on Wednesday as they did this entire series, putting up eight more runs on 14 hits. Over this entire series in Washington, the Braves scored 27 runs, had 37 hits, and hit 13 home runs. So, again, I talked about their streak in Nationals Park. They certainly love playing there, and they put up a ton of offense in this series. And one thing that I talked about this on the postcast with Grant McCauley, Ronald Kuna Jr. had just one hit in this series. In fact, he's won for his last 17. And I don't say that to take a make a knock or take a shot at Ronald Kuna Jr. I say that in the fact that when this Braves offense is clicking, and they are right now, you can have your best player go cold in a series and still put up 27 runs. That just tells you the length of this lineup right now and how they're able to get it done you know, if one guy has a bad night and somebody else picks them up, 
and has a good night. And there are going to be nights where Orlando Arcia goes over four and Ronald Acuna Jr. goes three for five. And this is just that type of offense that you have guys up and down the lineup one through night that any given any given night, one of them can go off. And we're seeing that right now where the Braves are having two, three, four guys go off every single night. And it's great to see, and it's what we thought this offense could be. But getting back to the game on Wednesday, what I also in, enjoyed about this game is that the game got tight, 3-2 to two in the sixth inning, and the offense went back to work. They broke it open, scored two in the seventh, three in the eighth inning. It's something I've talked about a lot all season long. It's just those add-on runs, the ability to continue to score runs throughout the game. We saw early on where the Braves may score early, uh, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't add on, and it would allow the other team to come back or it would allow the other team to run away with the game because the Braves just weren't able to hang in there, weren't able to add runs as you go throughout. So big that that game got tight, and the offense said, okay, our turn, and they went to work, added on some runs, and, and it ended up being a pretty easy win. 15 of the 19 hard-hit balls in the game on Wednesday were by Braves hitters. Just, again, showing you the dominance of Spencer Strider, not giving up a lot of hard hits, and the dominance of this Braves offense who just continues to mash the ball. So that, I thought, was a pretty incredible stat. There were 19 hard-hit balls. Balls hit 95 miles per hour or harder on Wednesday. 15 of those were by the Atlanta Braves. And I mentioned Orlando Arcia earlier. Right now, he's kind of calming the nerves of – Braves fans, uh, Braves players, manager Brian Snicker, and Alex Anthopoulos as well, who may have been thinking, you know, maybe he needs to go out there and find a trade and make a move for somebody at second. And maybe when we get to the, the deadline, depending on how things are going with Ozzy and how Arcia is hitting at that point, maybe you still do. But for now, Orlando Arcia is doing a great job of just settling everything down after the loss of Ozzy Albies. Goes four for four on Wednesday with a walk and opposite field home run and a pair of RBI. He knows this is his chance, this is his opportunity to prove that he deserves to play every day. Again, maybe not for the Braves, but it's his opportunity to prove that he can still be an everyday player. And you look at his stats this year, look, there's going to be some regression, especially when he starts playing every day. He has an average exit velocity of 94.7 miles per hour. He is almost averaging a hard hit ball every time he puts the ball in play. His career is around 87 miles per hour. So, again, high above his norms. A hard hit percentage this year of 57.5%. Two seasons before that, it's 38%. So almost 20% higher than his last two seasons. And then his barrel percentage of 12.5%. It's been around 4% in his career. So, again, an 8% increase there. Those are numbers that are not likely sustainable for Orlando Arcia. But, again, Enjoy the hot ride, um, as as I always talk about. When a player is hot, ride them. You know, it's been the same for William Contreras. I think he needs to be getting more at bats, and I think he has been. Um, one thing I've also noticed about Orlando Arcia, the guy is just jumping on fastball. He's getting in fastball counts, and when he's getting them, he is not missing. He's hitting over 400 on fastballs this year. So that's something to watch as he starts to play every day. Do teams start to throw him more breaking balls to get him off those fastballs, which he is absolutely just destroying right now. And then on defense, you know, made an error that would have led to the Nationals bringing the tying run to the plate in the seventh inning. But heads up, and I heard him talk about this after the game, he knew the aggressiveness of Victor Robles on the bases, and he knew as soon as he bobbled that ball 
to look towards second to see what Robles was doing because he knows what type of runner he is. And he was able to catch him sleeping and coming off the bag. That is just a great heads up play. That's knowing your your opposing team, knowing your opposing players and being prepared for that and knowing as soon as, okay, I bobble this ball, can't get the runner at first, but I know the runner on base and Robles, and I know I may have an opportunity to get him out at second being aggressive. So that is just great heads up baseball there by Orlando RC to get a big out and what would have been a potentially threatening, stressful situation. Maybe Snicker has to go to, to mentor or somebody else there to get out of that jam. Uh, so that was just a heads up play by Orlando Arcia. And then Austin Riley had a big night as well. Three for five, two home runs, four runs batted in. This was after going hitless in his last three games and hitless in four of his last five games. And we've seen this from Riley at times, you know, in the past and this year where he may go cold for a week, but then he'll, he's been able to pick it right back up and get hot. And that's really kind of been the transformation for Austin Riley is that when he gets cold, it usually doesn't last more than, you know, a week. And then he starts to turn things back on again. I know he had a stretch earlier in the year where he was cold for about two weeks, uh, maybe a little bit more than that, but for the most part over the last season plus now we've seen when Riley goes into a slump, you know, it's usually just three, four games, and then he starts to turn things around and figure it out. And it seems like he did that on Wednesday. And then Michael Harris, the second, an eight-game hit streak, continues to just do things every night that, again, have him in that NL Rookie of the Year race. It's just been so great having him up and seeing the spark and the energy that he has brought to this Braves team. Uh, again, he's a reason to tune in every night if Ronald Acuna Jr. isn't enough. If Spencer Strider isn't enough, this Michael Harris kid is one reason to turn in and watch the Braves play every night. So it's been fun seeing what he has done coming up playing for the Braves. All right, next we'll take a look at this Cubs series coming up as the Braves try to continue this winning streak. Before we do that, let me tell you about our friends at LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdownmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockdownmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You know our friends at Built are always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is in introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puffs. Not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you'd better sit down for this one. The new mud pie bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. I like the sound of that. 
You've got to try a mud pie as soon as possible, and you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and mud pie puffs are only available for a limited time. Visit Built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. And if you're not convinced, luckily we saved the best for last. It's actually good for you. No, really, it is. All Built Bars are low calories, high protein, and low sugar. Mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom make, baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. Mud pie bars or puffs are available at Built.com right now, but they're going fast because they are delicious. So choose which one you want and go to Built.com. And while you're there, use our promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The Atlanta Braves have an off day on Thursday, and you hate to take off days when you're on such a hot streak like the Braves are, but I do think it'll be good for this team to kind of rest, relax for a minute, particularly Acuna, who I mentioned has been struggling a bit of late, uh, just one for his last 17 at the plate, so maybe an off day, some rest will do him some good. Uh, I mean, look, the guy's been great. He's incredible. He may be the best player in all of baseball, but he is coming off a significant injury trying to get back into the swing of things and playing every day. He's been in the outfield every day, so the guy could definitely use a break here, and hopefully he will get that on Thursday, and hopefully he'll get back to his MVP ways in the Cubs series. But with the off day, send me in any of your mailbag questions that you have. We'll do a mailbag episode on Friday's podcast, so submit those questions into at LockedOn underscore Braves and at ShortstopBall on Twitter. And we'll make sure to get those answered, any questions that you have for the podcast. After the off day on Thursday, the Braves will begin a three-game series with the Cubs. This will end that stretch of games that the Braves play against teams below 500, and then the schedule will pick up significantly. And the Cubs, as hot as the Braves are, the Cubs are equally as cold right now. They have been outscored 84 to 26 in a current nine game losing streak that the Cubs are in right now. So something's got to give over the weekend. Will the Braves stay hot? Uh, will the Cubs win a game as they've lost nine in a row? Hopefully the Braves winning ways continue. And I'll preview more about that series and those games on Friday's podcast as well. Well, that would do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Submit those questions, any comments, feedback that you have for the show as well. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, I'll mention this on Friday's podcast as well, but I will be out next Monday and Tuesday. So again, submit any questions that you have to be answered, and I will get those submitted on Friday. That will do it for this episode. Make sure that you subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever I post a new episode, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 